0: It's really funny because um, I used to joke that I'm a healing slut because I basically have tried everything you can imagine, right? Like Western medicine, Chinese medicine, magic spells, woo-woo, and I feel that I'm really trustworthy because you know if you go on Yelp, not all Yelp reviews are created the same. You want to go to somebody, you know, who's been to a lot of restaurants, who's <laughs> eaten a lot of food. Yeah. And whatever they say, it's like their review counts more than other people's review. And that's really what I think I really bring to the table is I have tried so many things.
1: Welcome back Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy kink orgies lovers and of course good old-fashioned sex i talk with old friends and even meet some new ones i interview people from all walks of life from recovered addicts to counselors sex partners to perfect strangers i'd like to thank my host the musqueam first nation as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory where i was born where i work and where i currently live and play so settle in for an intimate conversation Winnie Chan-Wong visits with us today. As a licensed acupuncturist with knowledge in traditional Chinese medicine, Winnie brings both the Wu world and some of the science world as well. A note for my more science-minded listeners, I try and remember that many frameworks of understanding can speak to the way things work, even if their reasoning may feel inaccurate to empiricists or just not feel like it fits into your worldview. I'd suggest that you try not to take it too literally and instead consider it an exposure to something you wouldn't normally hear. Or you can skip the episode, of course. It's also a very heterosexual episode as Winnie is going to talk a lot about yin and yang. Um, Content warning for discussions of rape recovery as well. Also, for those who didn't already know, vaginal arousal secretions are called transudate and they are neutral in pH, meaning they do in fact make the vagina more hospitable for sperm. You can learn all about it on Wikipedia under the vaginal discharge article, though I personally find it distasteful that we use the word discharge. I mean, it's true for all genitals. So it's not so much patriarchy at work here as sexual puritanism, in my opinion. For the record, a secretion is any useful substance produced, released, or if you prefer, discharged by cells or an organism. The word useful here contrasts secretion with excretion, which is more what we associate with discharge usually um, in common parlance. Um, Excretion being used for waste products. Both are technically specialized forms of discharging, though, so in scientific context it's actually completely correct to call it a discharge, but in colloquial context we usually wouldn't say discharge, we would say secretion. Or of course you could just say pussy juice, so yeah, that works too. Anyways, today we're going to mention that pussy juices facilitate fertilization by helping make the trek for sperm easier. Content warming again for trauma, rape, divorce, and I suppose woo, if that's a thing for you. Check out Winnie's free community paid course and shadow workbook at mindfulhealingheart.com. Welcome everyone to another session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with Winnie Chan-wong. Uh, trauma-informed licensed acupuncturist and energy healer with a passion for uniting science and spirituality. Her specialty is having tried all of the many different healing modalities or very close to all of them and being an excellent, if I may say so, um, just perceiver of human beings. Welcome, Winnie.
0: Thank you for having me, Victor. I am so happy to be on the show. I love talking about anything from sex to healing and relationships. And I'd like to start by introducing this topic. So I had COVID two weeks ago, and now I have long COVID. And what that really means is I have a lingering cough. And from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, grief is stored in the lungs so if I'm coughing, it's because I have a lot of grief that I get to do the shadow work on, face my grief. Instead of denying, suppressing, and lying to myself, okay, I'm just fine, even though I had a divorce with you know someone for 19 years and I'm sad and I pretend I'm brave, I'm a soldier, and I keep going on. What does the report card say, right? The report card says I have a lot of cough, which means my lungs want to express the grief. And the other thing is in traditional Chinese medicine, we say that fear is stored in the kidneys. And one of the functions in traditional Chinese medicine is that kidney has the ability to receive qi. So, you know, some of us when we have anxiety and panic attack, we take these really shallow breaths in the chest. When we are grounded, and we trust everything that's happening, when we're able to receive, then the breath is able to descend below the belly button and we can have lower abdominal breathing. And so right now I have, you know, cough and difficulty breathing and shallow breath. And so I get to do the shadow work, face my fear, face my grief, and learn the lesson on how to receive. And it's so funny because just yesterday I had a patient and my patient has an infertility problem. So she is about 44 years old, kind of perimenopausal, but she really wants to give birth to a second child. Now she's tried two years already And in her real life, she's a little bit of a control freak. The first time she got pregnant, she told me, I've tried four IUIs and I just can't get pregnant. But this one time when I really enjoyed the sex, I got pregnant. So I looked at her and I smiled and I said, well, of course, enjoying sex is the key to getting pregnant. You know, this is the science, right? To Protect a woman's womb from getting germs, right? Mm-hmm. Because basically, our organs you know, you have access to like our intestines, our heart, you can give us really an infection. Yeah. So, a woman's
1: Sir, reproductive yeah, organ has like a mucus plug on the cervix for sure to keep you safe ha-
0: and has this pH that is designed to keep the germs out. Yeah, for sure. And what happens when a woman has an orgasm or have really, really-
1: Enjoyable Pleasurable sex,
0: sex, they release a liquid that allows the pH to be more friendly to the semen so that the semen can swim and meet the egg and fertilize. So,, you know, I tell her, I'm so passionate as a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, energy healer, to help both men and women enjoy sex because there's so much magic that happens, such as getting pregnant when you know how to enjoy sex.
1: For sure. And the cervix can also reach down and scoop fluids as well into the uh, into the uterus. so if there if there is semen present there and a woman has an orgasm, it is absolutely possible for her um, uterus to ingest, you know, semen, which is obviously very helpful for pregnancy, as you know.
0: Yeah. So the question then is how do we surrender?
1: Mm.
0: How do we receive? And it's so funny because I have four science degrees. And being Asian, I was trained to do a lot of math, and I have a very math and science brain. Mm -hmm. When I was 25, my middle name was Excel. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow.
0: Because I love to control everything so much. And I remember that when I was 18, I was envious of my girlfriends who can have orgasms because for years and years, I didn't know how to have an orgasm. And I actually studied it with the rigor of an academic nerd. So it's actually not until 35 that I learned how to have my first orgasm. And the secret is that you can't have an orgasm by being a control freak. You have to learn how to surrender and soften and receive, and relax. Yeah. And there's so many women out there who don't enjoy sex, who can't relax, and can't soften. And in traditional Chinese medicine, we know that the heart has meridians that connect to the uterus. So, in other words, if i want my chi to be abundant and healthy and well lubricated down there and enjoy sex the secret is to open the heart and how do we open the heart well
1: pleasure helps yeah
0: (laughs) part of it is feeling safe feeling safe to open and That's actually the responsibility of both the woman and the man to create the safety. So, what that means is, as a woman, I get to trust that the man has my highest and best interests, right? I need to trust that when I say stop, the man is going to stop. When I say, I want this, he's going to deliver. But it's not enough, even if I'm with the safest man, if I'm not safe with myself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that also doesn't work. So I can't just be a victim, you know, so in distress and just count on this nylon shining armor to provide the safety. I also get to be emotionally safe with myself. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like is, you know, not judging myself and punishing myself or speaking to myself negatively.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For example, if I look at my thighs and I'm like, "Oh my God, Winnie, you're so fat," Or when, let's say I'm cooking and instead of adding sugar, I added salt something like that. And I'm like, Oh, you're so dumb. I can't believe you did that. You know, or, you know, when I can't find my car keys, I can't find my cell phone and I get really frustrated with myself. What's wrong with you? So it's really about doing the work so that I can feel safe in my body first Because when I feel safe in myself, I'm going to attract a man that has also done the work and being a safe container so that I can experience this sacred union, right? And so the work is the shadow work.
1: (laughs) Tell me more about the shadow work.
0: Yeah, so... I wrote a book called Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. And the story of why I wanted to write a Bible on shadow work is I thought that, hey, you know, if I have three months left to live, what is the one legacy that I want to leave behind for humanity? What is my gift? And so what I decided is I wanted to provide a systematic framework to do the shadow work. You know, it comes from Carl Jung and, you know, he's a Swiss psychoanalyst and also in, you know, the Buddhist tradition, there is some tantric meditation on shadow work. And there isn't like a, 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 a a textbook or a manual where I'm not just telling you what I'm doing, but I am telling you the stories. So through the stories of my childhood trauma and my rape, my divorce, parental alienation, basically all the failures or challenges when I'm brought down to my knees that's when my ego is completely crushed and i i really came face to face with all of my deepest darkest shadows including you know feeling this murderous anger you know just feeling ah, i can't believe you give me so much pain it's like i want you to hurt because i want you to feel how much hurt you've given to me And so, this book is so great because up until that point, I've been a very judgmental person. (laughs) You know, I will walk around and I'll get angry when somebody gets angry. And I'll be like, oh, you have low vibration. I don't want to hang out with people with low vibration. Mm-hmm. But after I've done the shadow work, I realized that, man, I am as dark as any other person out there. There's no darkness in another person that isn't also in me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, the greatest grief, anger, denial, fear, unworthiness, conflict, scarcity, entitlement, manipulation, and shame. These are the ten shadows. And really, I'm just as manipulative as the next person. I have as much fear as the next person. I create conflicts. I have a drama queen. I have as much scarcity mindset as the next person. Yeah. And what is beautiful about this is that I created a course as an 11 week journey where every week we start from the shadow and we face the shadow and we transform it into the yin yang pair of the shadow, right? So for example, this week, yesterday, we just have a journey where we travel from anger to forgiveness so we got really deep. Oh, you know, uh, three of the participants shared about the anger, the kind of anger where you want to revenge and kill the other person, and then our journey in finding forgiveness. Right. So shadow work doesn't mean okay, we then go out and kill another person. It just means we face the pain. We validate our own pain. Oh yeah. In fact, the one key word is compassion when we do shadow work. And that's why I started this community for compassionate transformation. It's like, well, if you put 10 women in my shoes, 10 women would get really pissed off. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so it makes sense to me that I am so angry. I'm going to tell a quick story about the danger of not doing shadow work. So I used to want to just run away and pretend that I'm just a sweet girl. I don't have a shadow. You know, I'm just a nice girl. When I got raped I gave myself 24 hours to get over it and I thought to myself if I told no one about it then maybe I can pretend it never happened and that's what I did and oh my god it so does not work that way you know just because I suppress and deny my anger does not mean the body doesn't keep the score right? it doesn't mean it just means that I have really, really suppressed anger. And then that anger blew up, right? I have no access to that anger. So more and more, I turned into a monster in my relationship with my husband or my kids. There's just so much anger, but I don't know why I'm so angry, And now I know because I didn't do the shadow work and allow myself to express that anger. So, you know, reading this book and doing the course, is going to be so helpful because shadow work is like the greatest gift we can give to ourselves and our relationship, our children, our spouses, right? If I had done the shadow work, maybe I don't have the divorce with my best friend for 19 years. And maybe if I had done the shadow work, I would have better relationship with my kids. Right now, one of my child doesn't want a relationship with me.
1: That sounds sounds very hard.
0: Right? That's because I was avoiding my shadow and by being unconscious, it's actually the most dangerous, right? If I am aware of my anger, then maybe I can do the breathing exercises or yoga and get the help Mm -hmm. so that I don't accidentally unleash that pain onto my loved ones.
1: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I have a lot of thoughts and I think we should do another session specifically on shadow work. Are you good with ending this one here? Sure. Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to doing another one. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram. You guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash victorsalmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie, Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well.